Well, I know it's what you've been waiting for, right? You've been waiting on that Stephen Adams update because the media day, it, it wasn't a, it was a little unclear, right? Is he good? Is he not good? Can he play at the beginning of the regular season? It's going to be a little bit later. I think we just got some more clarity for you. Let's talk about it right here, right now. Coming up on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everyone what's going on everyone and welcome back to locked on grizzlies i am your host today the michael cole beat writer for the commercial appeal right here in memphis tennessee going solo today while joe mullinax gets a well-deserved day off want to thank you for tuning in to locked on grizzlies today and remember that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel sportsbook the official sportsbook of locked on make every moment more right now New customers, you can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Speaking of getting started, uh, we got to hurry up and get started today because I got some good news for you. I know I know, y'all like the good news. Uh, the bad news, you, you, you can wait for it. You might want me to drop the bad news when we get to like the second segment or the third segment. But the good news, we got to start the show uh, with the good news. And I think... Relatively speaking, as compared to you know what we've heard throughout the process uh, with Stephen Adams and his injury updates, uh, yesterday I was at practice on Thursday and um very encouraging to say the least. Uh, the Grizzlies scrimmaged and the Grizzlies scrimmaged a lot, and we'll talk more about the scrimmaging uh, in our second segment in in uh, regards to how uh, everyone else looking what we learned uh, from that end, but. Steven Adams, I think, was the person to keep the eyes on the most because, uh, one, did he scrimmage? Two, how much did he scrimmage? And three, how did he feel after the scrimmages? I think those are all relevant questions after media day. Just taking you back to media day, if you uh, was tuned in, what, what me and Joe Molnax talked about after media day, and what we learned, you know, what the Grizzlies said at that time was, uh, Zach Kleiman, Taylor Jenkins used the word hopeful, as in the Grizzlies were very hopeful that things would go well with Stephen Adams. Uh, Stephen Adams pretty much said it's a day-to-day process. So it kind of felt like uh, he feels good. He says he's good. I myself said the Grizzlies were taking precautions, but uh, you needed a little bit more certainty, a little bit more certainty. And right now, uh, through three days of practice, I think we've gotten it. Uh, he's pretty much done everything. And guess what? He did everything in the scrimmages. Uh, Luke Kennard was the one who said, basically, hey, he, he looks good to me. It's Luke Kennard's words. And when he was speaking about Steven Adams, talking about how he did every drill, he's done every workout, he was a full participant throughout the scrimmages. And I'm saying scrimmages with an S because the Grizzlies, we'll get more, we're going to get more deeper into it in the second segment. But um, I'm not talking about one little short game scrimmage. These boys get intense and they get up and down. So you talk about testing the knee and the whole ramp up process for Steven Adams. This is what it's about. Uh, scrimmages like Thursday uh, will really tell you where he is. And so far, so good. Uh, everything up to this point seems like uh, is kind of in line to where the Grizzlies want it to be. And that is that is a strong update. Um, I think at this point, 
uh, Stephen Adams himself, you know, basically said uh, his knee is feeling good. You know, uh, he still won't commit to anything long term because you may be saying, oh, well, is he, is he going to play Sunday? Uh, Stephen Adams is seriously like a lot of people say they take a day to day approach. He's literally day to day. And again, going back to what I said at the top of the show here, it's kind of out of caution. Like what I've gathered from the first three days plus media day, what we've learned in terms of what the Grizzlies want to reveal and what we know about uh, Stephen Adams' right knee after he strained that, after he uh, had the PCL injury in January that's kind of lingered on, uh, you know, all the way up to the end of the season. What I've kind of gathered is at this point, the Grizzlies are being very cautious because they have to be careful with wording. Remember, there are a couple times we thought Stephen Adams was close to returning, and both times he didn't return. So they got to be careful. So even though I think I can say confidently that Taylor Jenkins believes he's going to have Stephen Adams, uh, Zach Kleiman believes Stephen Adams is going to be available, but they're worried about Friday today. And then guess what? When Saturday gets here, they'll worry about Saturday. And then Sunday morning, They'll ask them some questions, and then they'll worry about Sunday. That's literally how the Grizzlies are taking it at this point. What that means for the regular season when you talk about back-to-backs and three and fours and all those type of potential scenarios, we'll get to that uh, later on. But the thing I want to say is right now uh, it appears that Steven Adams is is pretty much where he needs to be. This He is where he needs to be. Uh, just going to a couple quotes. I mentioned Luke Kennard's quote earlier. This is pretty much what he said. He said he looks great. He's done everything, every drill, all the scrimmages, and he's been dominant down low. He looks good to me. That's what he said. Going back to Taylor Jenkins' comments. Taylor Jenkins said this is the most significant five-on-five that Stephen Adams has had in months. So that's why we're using the word cautious. We just want to see how he responds to it since he's mostly been doing stuff like one-on-one. Again, most of this summer, yes, Stephen Adams has been putting the work in, but it's been just that. It's been one-on-one. It's been one-on-zero, uh, that type of work. Now the Grizzlies are putting him in situations where he's getting up and down the floor in full-court settings, and this is the wrap-up period that they talked about. But so far, as I mean, the words of Luke Kennard, he's looked dominant down low. Everyone else that I've talked to, no one has had uh, any concerns to this point about how Steven Adams has looked again. Uh, the problem last season, late last season we talked about, was pretty much how his knee responded, even when he felt like he was getting closer, uh, swelling and things like that. So far, that hasn't been a problem uh, throughout camp. We'll see how things continue to go. But now that that's not a problem, we can kind of get into what else Steven Adams is bringing to the floor. Because uh, when I was talking to uh, Steven Adams and Luke Kennard after practice on Thursday, kind of hit me that, this is really the first time. Remember, Taylor Jenkins said this is the most significant five-on-five uh, that Stephen Adams has had. So this is one of the first times that Stephen Adams and Luke Kennard shared the floor. Sure, when you know Stephen Adams was getting involved in five-on-five in early March when he was getting close to returning, um, they might have had a couple runs then. But right now, uh, all the scrimmaging that this team does, this is way more intense than – a, a regular season March practice. Trust me, training camp is way more intense. So this is probably the best look that we've gotten uh, with Luke Kennard and Stephen Adams up to this point. And Stephen Adams, 
We'll talk more about some some combinations in a in a second here. But Stephen Adams uh, kept trying to interrupt uh, Luke Kennard's uh, media interview on on yesterday. Basically, said uh, he was asking Luke. He's like, Luke, talk about me. Luke, talk about me. And then he he talks about he said this backdoor pass, and the backdoor pass was in reference to you know a, a play during one of the scrimmages where Stephen Adams and Luke Kennard teamed up. And he hit Luke Kennard on the backdoor pass. If you've seen Stephen Adams and Desmond Bain play over the last two years, it's something you're very familiar with seeing. But it sort of gets me to that point. We talk about how Desmond Bain is a great shooter. Luke Kennard is a great shooter. Putting him on the floor with Stephen Adams, Luke Kennard. In addition to the, the screen setting, he's going to create the space uh, for Luke Kennard. Uh, it's a reason we're leading the show with these Stephen Adams updates. I don't got to tell you how important uh, the big Kiwi is to the things that the Grizzlies can do this season. But all that is to say, you know, if Steven Adams doesn't play Sunday, it's not a reason uh, to, you know, get overly, you know, oh, my goodness, don't. there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to, to, to panic because at the end of the day, you want Steven Adams available for game one of 82, and you want him available for as many of those 82 games as possible. Uh, right now, I think they are on the pathway to that happening. And that's all that matters. It's pretty much that simple. That's all that matters. But we're going to talk about some other things that matter on the Grizzlies side of thing, and that's the scrimmage. The Grizzlies did a whole lot of scrimmage yesterday. we got to talk about some other notes and news uh, from that. But before we get to the scrimmaging, we got to talk about today's sponsor, and that's FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Look. FanDuel is is where I, I go when I want to wager something on the NFL right now. We got the MLB playoffs going on. Hey, I'm gonna throw you a little, gonna throw you a little suggestion. Those first inning, those second inning bets in MLB right now, while the pitching is really good, the playoffs, no runs, you might get to get a couple wins there. But right now, new customers, if you're a new customer, you can bet two hundred. You can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Excuse me, when you bet just five dollars. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it doesn't sound right, but it is right. Trust me. All you gotta do is bet five dollars on one of those games out there, and then boom, two hundred dollars in bonus bets through FanDuel for you. Look, the app is easy to use, and there are so many betting options. You know, a lot of people like to bet spreads. Me personally, I like player props. Uh, some people go over and unders, and there's so much more. You can do same game parlays and everything in between. All you gotta do right now is go visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on to take advantage of the terrific opportunities coming up next on locked on grizzlies we're going to talk about the scrimmaging what we learned and what we know so stay tuned for that welcome back to locked on grizzlies everyone i am demichael cole beat writer for the commercial appeal right here in memphis tennessee and we're talking all things grizzlies as we start to get into the best part of the preseason and that's the grizzlies have a preseason game coming up we don't talk about that we don't talk about that but before we get to that we gotta talk about some other preseason action that the cameras uh didn't get to see and that's the scrimmaging the grizzlies did a lot of scrimmaging on thursdays and you ask how, how does this work well they played a lot they played multiple games and 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 throughout those games they're playing five minute quarters so even in the words of taylor jenkins uh these five-minute quarters allow him to get looks at different lineup combinations that the Grizzlies can use. Remember, Taylor Jenkins, he he likes to use the double bigs, but if you heard him at media day, 
he even said it himself. He, he kind of questioned himself, basically saying, maybe I've been too stubborn, you know, in the past, sticking to the two big lineups, sticking to these traditional lineups. So guess what? He's using all these different combinations uh, in these five-minute quarters, five-minute five-minute quarters, four quarters, uh, so basically 20-minute games. And he, he admits it's not the, the greatest solution. The greatest solution will be the games. So uh, practice is going to – have a, a heavy influence on who wins that fifth starting spot, who gets the backup small forward spots in the rotation, who's the backup point guard, power forward, whatever the case may be. Practice is going to have a heavy influence on that, but the games are the games. Um, the games are the games. So uh, these five-minute quarters, what they do is, again, they're helping uh, with the lineup combinations. The number one lineup combination that I want to talk about is one we've never seen, and I kind of hinted on talking about it in the first segment. And we've seen how Steven Adams and Desmond Bain, I've written about it. Uh, a lot of us have talked about it, and, and quite frankly, your eyes, if you, if you watch the Grizzlies play, Steven Adams and Desmond Bain play so well together, so well. Uh, I like to point out the fact that Desmond Bain was before he injured his toe, he was averaging 25 points per game at the start of the season. I believe it was what 15, 15 games into the season, but he was averaging 25 points per game. Uh, if you just use the eye test, when you think about 25 point per game scores in the NBA, you think about it at the two guard position, you're thinking about the guys, you know, like the Devin Bookers, uh, the Bradley Beals, the James Harden, the Kyrie Irvins. Uh, these guys who are master creators uh, off the dribble, fadeaways, inside out dribble, all that. Desmond Bain is getting there, but that's really not his game, you know, at this point. Like, he, he's got it in his bag, but that's not how he's come, you know, uh, to prominence at this point of his career. He's come to prominence at this point of his career because he's shot over 40% from three-point range every single year he's been in the NBA, and he gets downhill quick, fast, in a hurry, and he's a slithery uh, transition scorer. So that's kind of what's made Desmond Bain what he is. But aside from getting to the basket in transition, creating those opportunities, aside from the lethal three-point shooting that we've come to know about, there's this other – this there's there's the half-court game. And how does Desmond Bain score in the half-court? A lot of it is playing alongside Steven Adams. The big bruising screens on the ball, off the ball. Uh, the, we talked about the backdoor passes that they often connect on because teams overplay against Desmond Bain. And that leads me into the scrimmage note that I want to take talk about the most. We finally got a glimpse of what Steven Adams, Desmond Bain, and Luke Kennard could be like on the floor together. Whew. I mean, this is – we talk about Santi and Jaren. We talk about Dez and Luke. But I want to see Dez and Luke on the floor with Steven and John Morant, by the way. But, you know, it's going to be a while before we get to see that one. But here's the thing. If you put Luke Kennard on one wing, you put Desmond Bain on one wing. The Grizzlies are emphasizing floor spacing this year. There is not a way to get more spacing than putting those guys on the floor today. And guess what? Jaron Jackson Jr. is a 6'11", 260 pound walking mismatch. Uh, you got to put size on him, and you may have to double. When that ball goes in the air on the shot, guess what? Multiple guys are going to have to come crashing down to keep Steven Adams off the glass. Because usually, unless you got um, hey, Andre Drummond or maybe Mitchell Robinson, it's a couple guys out there. Clint Capella, maybe. Uh, you got to have an elite rebounding center. If you don't, Steven Adams is going to move him out of the way with ease. And guess what? Offensive rebound. 
kick it out to one of those shooters that's going to be open because you came crashing down to keep him off the glass. And Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain are two of the guys in the NBA, probably two of the top ten guys in the NBA that you don't want to leave open. Boy, do the Grizzlies got something on their hands offensively. I think this could lead to special offensive rating numbers, uh, putting Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain, and Steven Adams on the floor. And, I mean, listening to Steven Adams talk about it, he sounded like a kid in the candy score. Like, it, it was just like, wow. Like, uh, he, he talked about the prospects of playing on the floor uh, with uh, Luke Kennard, with Desmond Bain. And pretty much here's what he said. He said the defense overreacts to Des uh, because they have to. And he says, then you got Luke as well. He said, so it's like a weird – it's weird when they're both on the floor because you just see these massive lanes. That's what Stephen Adams said. You just see these massive lanes. Who's the player on the Grizzlies that could take advantage of massive lanes? Uh, this one guy named John Morant, who actually led the NBA in paint scoring two years ago. So you talk about massive lanes for a guy who led the league in paint scoring. Boy, just wait till December 19th gets here. The Grizzlies are really going to unveil something then. But until we get to that point, you still got some other guys on this team who will uh, be put in position to really take advantage of that. Derrick Rose, again, the floater's still there. Uh, the shiftiness is still there. Uh, you got Marcus Smart, who's going to have to get down. He, he'll take advantage of that playmaking that he provides. Maybe he can give you some drive and kick opportunities as well. But Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard are going to create maximum spacing. You're going to have uh, Steven Adams on the floor. That lineup is going to be really efficient. But another scrimmage note. Uh, that I got is I'm not sure at this point. Let, let me say it like this. Let me make sure I be clear with my words here. Luke Kanara is still an option for the starting lineup, but I don't think he's Taylor Jenkins' option. Let me elaborate what, what that means. Luke Kanara, when you think about the potential options, we talked about Luke Kanara, John Conchar, uh, Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, Zaire Williams, five guys that I focused in on. Luke Kennard may be the best in terms of his offensive ability, in terms of how he impacts the game offensively. But I think that Taylor Jenkins, again, as much as he's hounded on defense, he talked about what Luke Kennard brings offensively. I mean, he said he, he said offensively he's elite. But here's what stood out to me. Uh, unprovoked, he said, you know, and this is just taking one part out of the quote. Matter of fact, let me read the entire quote because I don't want anybody to misinterpret this. He was talking about Luke Kennard. He said he's a guy that can be a starter, come off the bench, and have a high impact. He knows that. We need him to be good for us on both ends. That's the part I want to focus on. But he said we need him to be good for us on both ends, but what he creates for us offensively is elite. We need him to be good for us on both ends. Offensively, I don't think there's a concern in the world about what Luke Kennard brings to the floor. So when he says we need for him to be good for us on both ends, what I take from that is he has to improve defensively. What I also, what my eyes tell me, what the games I've watched tell me is Luke Kennard tries on defense. I've, I usually don't see an effort problem out of Luke Kennard. You know, defense, a lot of defense is effort. I don't think he has an effort part. I think there's just some athletic limitations there. Uh, he's not going to wow you with his jumping ability. Uh, he doesn't have the longest arms in the world to get in the passing lanes. And and guess what? 
with all that being said, uh, he's he's probably never going to be a great defender. So he's he's you just need him to be around average. But guess what? I don't think average is what Taylor Jenkins wants in his starting lineup. He wants Zaire Williams, 6'9", 6'10", long arms, affecting shooters. He wants John, Con- John Conchar's great positional defense and his ability to recover uh, as a help side defender and, and make blocks like he did you know, with his leaping ability against Anthony Davis in the playoffs. He wants a guy like David Roddy, who's 6'4", uh, 240, 50 pounds, uh, brings that physicality and really can slide his feet uh, very well and stay in front of guys. Those are the type of guys that Taylor Jenkins wants in that starting row. So I think Grizzly fans, it's safe to say you have to start warming yourself to the reality that Luke Kennard's going to come off the bench. Now, with that being said, don't get me wrong. You're still going to see a lot of him. And I think it's fair to say you're still going to see more of him than whoever, whichever one of those guys uh, ends up with the starting spot. They're probably going to play a couple minutes more than Luke Kennard. If that, like, it's not going to be a real big difference. But... The Grizzlies want to set the tone defensively. Taylor Jenkins is emphasizing getting defense, uh, high-level defense out of that spot. And I'm not sure that Luke Kennard brings you uh, what Taylor Jenkins wants defensively there. But that's okay because offensively he's going to be elite. Again, I've talked about his six-man of the year candidacy. I think he can really bring you something there. And uh, guess what? We We keep talking about all these lineup questions. We'll get to see it Sunday. And speaking of Sunday, let's talk about that here in our next segment. But before we talk about Sunday, we got to talk about one of my favorite uh, sponsors out there, and that's Bird Dogs. Because look, the weather's starting to try to the weather's starting to, try to warm up a little bit. So I, I gotta, I may gotta, uh, you know, put some sleeves or something on at the top with my Bird Dog shorts. But as long as it's in the seventy, I'm cool with wearing my Bird Dog shorts out here. Because look, the Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts. They're, they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the legs. And for a guy like me who I might miss leg day every now and then, it still gives my leg a sculpted look. So it makes me feel good on the inside. Bird dogs are functional for any occasion. I'll make sure I throw that out there. Look, you can wear them if you want to go out there and golf with your guys. You're going on a date, uh, evening out with your friends uh, or, or your girl or your guy, a workout, lounging, work, whatever the case may be, bird dog can fit the occasion. Bird dog is versatile like bacon soda. With all that being said, show yourself out, man. I want to see you guys wearing some bird dogs. Show me, show, show me, send some pictures to me on, on, on X, uh, Instagram, whatever the case may be. Show me you wearing your bird dogs. And if you haven't got your bird dogs yet, let me tell you how you can get them. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter the promo code locked on NBA at checkout. And you can get a free bird dogs water bottle. Look, man, uh, free Bird Dogs water bottle. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. All you got to do is go to birddogs.com right now and put in locked on NBA. And you can use the promo code locked on NBA. That's L O C K E D on NBA. And you get a free water bottle uh, with your purchase. So, coming up next on Locked on Grizzlies, we got to talk about the first game. The first preseason game is about to be here. So, let's talk about it. Next on Locked on Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies, everyone. I am DeMichael Cole, beat writer for the Commercial Appeal right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Thanking you for tuning in to Locked on Grizzlies. Hey, recapping what we've talked about this far. Uh, we gave really encouraging updates on Steven Adams. He's looked really good. All signs so far. Uh, that he's progressing well enough 
and it's a day-to-day approach. But guess what? He fully participating in everything. And it, the fact that he's fully participating in everything, I don't know what else more you can want from Steven Adams at this point of the preseason. Scrimmage notes, uh, we just pretty much focused on the Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain, Steven Adams uh, grouping, that pairing, what it can do for the Grizzlies. But not only that, uh, Luke Kennard may not be a starter. And I think Taylor Jenkins is eyeing the defensive guys. So uh, just prepare yourself accordingly, even though Luke Kennard is going to get every opportunity, just like the rest of those guys that we talked about. But the first time to see that come to fruition will be on Sunday as the Grizzlies played their first preseason game against the Indiana Pacers. Sunday, uh, 7 o'clock on Bally Sports uh, for the local crowd out there. Uh, but it, it's it's going to be fun. Uh, some things I want to see. Uh, it's, it's a lot, but I'm going to go through it right now because it's it's a long list of things, and I won't hover on each one of them for too long because, quite frankly, we'll be here for another 30 minutes if I talk about each one of these. The number one thing I want to see is the starting lineup. I'm not going to overreact to it. I know that some people will, and that's why I'm going to say this. I've said it a couple times, but please remember, Taylor Jenkins has said, they will show multiple different guys in that fifth starter role. So guess what? The guy starting Sunday probably won't be the guy who's going to start on Tuesday in the Grizzlies' second preseason game. But all that being said, still want to see it because guess what? If that player takes advantage of the opportunity like Santi Aldama did last season, look out. Taylor Jenkins might have to force his hand. I mean, I I think there is the possibility that one of the players could force Taylor Jenkins' hands. Uh, Taking it a step further uh, with the wing starting, I want to see the wing rotation. You know, if Zaire or or Jake LaRavia or Luke Kennard gets the start, who's going to be the second guy that comes in? Who's going to come in to replace Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard? Uh, are the Grizzlies going to keep one of those guys on the floor pretty much at all time? Now, granted, it's the first preseason game, so conditioning and all that matters. Guys aren't going to play regular season rotation minutes. Everyone's going to play, so that's important. But I just want to see how Taylor Jenkins rotates these guys. If you focus in, and if there's one thing you should know about Taylor Jenkins, he's very, very mindful of rotations, very strategic. Again, I, point, I talked about it in the last segment. The Grizzlies played these five-minute games through the quarters, primarily because Taylor Jenkins wants to see guys in those five-minute dosages and rotations. So that's something I want to see as well. Then here's a fun one, the use of Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, I think he's an NBA rotation player right now, just to put it like, just to put it frank. But is he a, if he's a Memphis Grizzlies rotation player? To be determined. Um, we've heard over time that, Kenneth Lofton Jr. has to show some things, and and he has to show some things, and the Grizzlies have to see some things out of him. Uh, number one, that's defense. Uh, number two, you know, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr., to me, at his best is when he gets on the block, he gets in the isolation situation. But the Grizzlies have said in the past they don't want him holding the ball super long. Uh they don't really run a lot of back-to-the-basket stuff. Uh, sure, they want you taking advantage of mismatches and stuff, but this isn't your normal, typical, uh, old-school, inside-out offense. So uh, I really want to see how he's used, uh, what changes in his game uh, from what we saw last season. And I think once we have that, I'll be able to give you more and we'll be able to learn more on uh, what Kenneth Lofton Jr. can bring to the Grizzlies. And then lastly, uh, first game, what I want to see, I want to see a D-Rose crossover. I want to see the D-Rose shiftiness because guess what? 
all the knee injuries, yeah, they took away some of the quickness and they've taken away, you know, the bounce more than anything. The bounce isn't what it used to be. But guess what? Man, D. Rose is still shifty. Uh, the One of the main reasons Derrick Rose is still in the NBA is because he can hit you with the mm-mm. Just like the old days where he goes between the legs and goes back with the left hand real fast and have the defender rocking a little bit. I want to see his shiftiness because that's the key to Derrick Rose's game at this point. When he's shifty, he can get past the defender. He can get to his spots on the floor, get to that floater. When he's shifty, he can get to his spots and do a little crossover, uh, get to his mid-range spots for that jumper. Uh, That's the name of his game at this point. Uh, those are all things I want to see. Of course, there are a lot of individual players, Zaire Williams, Jake LaRavia. I really want to see Jake LaRavia shooting the ball as well. Uh, David Rod. I want to see all those guys. John Conchar. Uh, there's a lot to see with the Grizzlies coming up. And quite frankly, I can't wait to see it. And you should you you shouldn't be can't wait to as well. Uh, if you're in Memphis, remember there's gonna be the fan practice on Saturday. So fans, even if you aren't going uh, to the first preseason game, you can go check out the Grizzlies at the fan practice on Saturday. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I'll be there. We'll have coverage on the commercial appeal from there as well. And on our next episode of Locked On Grizzlies, because thank you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. We appreciate you for tuning in each and every day. But on the next episode, me and Joe are gonna recap. That first preseason game against the Indiana Pacers is going to be a lot to take away. I will be at that game. I'll talk to the players and coaches afterwards. So we'll have all of that on our next episode of Locked On Grizzlies. You are locked on. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies on today. Remember, Locked On Grizzlies is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, I'm DeMichael Cole. We'll see you.